0: On the Word Podcast. We're continuing through Matthew, the nineteenth chapter. And we've begun to look at an encounter that Jesus had with somebody who was asking him a really important question. <laughs> so let's go back and we're going to start at chapter nineteen, verse sixteen, and go through the previous five verses that we did yesterday, and then we'll press on. It says this, beginning in verse sixteen. And someone came to him, Jesus, and said, Teacher, what good things shall I do that I may obtain eternal life? And he said to him, Why are you asking me about what is good? There's only one who is good, but if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Then he said to him, which ones? And Jesus said, you shall not commit a murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The man said to Jesus, all these things I have kept. What am I still lacking? And Jesus said to him, if you wish to be complete, go and sell your possessions, and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieving, for he is one who owned much property. Now we covered that in that portion in the previous episode, but notice what happens here, verse 23. And Jesus said to his disciples, truly I say to you, it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, let me stop right there. A lot of times people have a hard time with that statement. They'll come along and misinterpret it. They'll misapply it. They'll miss everything on it. And even to the point where it's like, well, we know that money is the root of all evil. No, that's not what the scripture says. The love of money is the root of all evil. They'll say, oh, well, we know a rich man can't enter the kingdom of heaven. No, that's not what Jesus said. He said, it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. He didn't say it was impossible. He says it's hard. Though it is impossible by the time you get to the end of what Jesus is saying in the midst of all this. What he's saying, I'll just tell you from the beginning, and then we'll continue through, is that if you cannot depend upon your riches and your ability. Remember the young man came along and said, hey, I've done all these things. The initial question he asked was, what must I do? What must I do <coughs> to inherit eternal life? What is it that I have to do? There has to be a deed. There has to be a process. There has to be a procedure. Had no concept, particularly in the law, of believing by faith in the way that they'd been taught it. So Jesus is saying someone who depends upon himself, who depends upon his own riches, it is hard. Why is it hard? Because he needs to realize what this young man was going to have to realize, that you can't buy yourself, buy your way into heaven. Jesus had told him what? Go sell all your stuff. Give it to the poor. You'll have treasures in heaven. Come and follow me. The operative thing here is to follow Jesus, not depend upon your riches, not depend upon what you can do, not depend upon what you can attain to, but follow Jesus. Well, Jesus was it done with this. He says, It is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Verse 24. Again, I say to you, now this is Jesus speaking, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now, this thing's actually got a little uh, a feeling of parable type teachings in the midst of it. And you've all heard sermons and teachings probably about how there's a portion of a gate or a passage that's very narrow, and they call that the needle. And sometimes the camel couldn't get through, it'd be very hard, but a camel could get through, but it'd be very hard. I think we're sort of stretching things, we're grasping at straws there. The foundational teaching that Jesus is saying is what? If you're dependent upon your ability and if you're dependent upon your riches to enter the kingdom of heaven, then it's not going to happen. Jesus is about to verify that even more, verse 25. When the disciples heard this, they were very astonished. I mean, they were astounded here, folks. And they said, then who can be saved? Who can be saved then, Lord? Verse 26. And looking at them, Jesus said to them, with people... This is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So what is he saying there? He's saying if you depend upon your flesh, if you depend upon your ability, if you depend upon your riches, your goodness, your ability to even uh, expedite the law, live by the law, if you depend upon all these things, you're not going to be able to do it. The rich man had told Jesus, I've kept these things, and he had. And he thought he was keeping the law. And remember how the things that Jesus mentioned were the things relationally with one another? And the man said, I've done all that. And Jesus says, okay, go ahead and sell all your stuff and give to the poor and come and follow me and you'll have treasures in heaven. What that put the finger on was coveting the last of the Ten Commandments. That the man coveted the riches that he had. He coveted perhaps the riches of others even. So now the disciples are saying, well, Lord, how, is it possible for anybody to be saved? And Jesus says this, with people, this is impossible. In other words, with mankind in the flesh, it is impossible to be saved. It's impossible to be saved in the flesh by the power of the flesh. But with God, all things are possible by the power of the Spirit to give us a new heart from a heart of stone. Well, verse 7 of Matthew 19, we continue on. Then Peter said to him, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, you know Peter's got to say something. Peter speaks up, says to him, behold, we've left everything and followed you. What then will there be for us? My goodness. You know, we sit there and just sort of cringe when Peter says something like that. But I think one of the reasons we cringe is because he's actually saying what's on the mind of most people. Okay. So this guy, you know, he, he walks away. Now Peter's saying, hey, we didn't walk away. We left everything and we followed you. What do we get for it now? That's what he's saying. What then will there be for us? Jesus, ever patient, said to him, Truly I say to you, that you who have followed me in the generation when the Son of Man will sit down on his glorious throne, you also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. So he's telling them, hey, you you twelve dudes right here, you guys, these twelve, you're going to be judging the twelve tribes of Israel. You'll be sitting on thrones. Verse 29, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms for my name's sake will receive many times as much and will inherit eternal life. Well, what had the young man asked? What do I need to do to obtain eternal life? Jesus is saying right here, you will obtain eternal life if you do what? if you leave everything for the sake of the Lord. See, that's what Jesus told him to do. He says, hey, come and follow me. Sell all that stuff, get rid of it and follow me. So does that mean that we have to leave our brothers, our sisters, our father, our mother, our children, our farms, our houses, our businesses? Do we have to leave all this behind and follow him? That's the only way to inherit eternal life? No, but Jesus says, if you do this for my name's sake, there's going to be time because of the name of the Lord that you'll have to do it. You'll have to separate from people because of the the name of the Lord and and the styles of life they're living, that type of thing, okay? Now, quickly, I'm running out of time. I'm going to look at these last couple of verses here. Uh, Well, the last verse of this chapter, verse 30. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Now, it's sort of interesting because in Matthew, it continues on to the next chapter. The next word in chapter 20 is for the kingdom of heaven is like. So when Jesus is sitting there saying, many who are first will be last and the last first, and he says that out of this context right here, the fact that you have left everything, and now he's going to give a little bit of another parable kind of uh, understanding about what he's talking about related to kingdom. See, there's a lot more to this. He wanted them to see some things. He wanted them to see, yeah, you you, you may leave me, okay? I think the guy came back to him the rich young ruler guy, okay? I think he came back. You may wind up having to leave other things. You may have to leave your house, your job, your farm, for the sake of the name of the Lord. But if you do, you will receive back many, many, many times more. Uh, the other gospels have to actually give us some numbers related to that. And we'll look at that in future episodes, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. and I'll see you in the next episode.